All right, well, let's just get to the word. We're talking about foundations. You guys, I love this because, you know, everything is built on there. Everything we teach about, everything, our, our daily lives as believers, we have the foundation. And the cornerstone is Jesus, right? He's in the foundation. He's, he's at the top, but he's in the foundation too. How is that? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. So, you know, in, I talked about a couple weeks ago how the goodness of God we need his word his word you know is powerful and how God is good and and last week Matt talked about nothing is impossible that when we have faith in action that it's really important to put action to our faith so the third thing we're going to talk about in our foundations and if you're like what are our foundations we have some foundations you can look at them on our website and then we have some beliefs um, you can look at them there but we're going to keep going and today I'm going to talk about um I'm going to talk about the foundation, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, how he paid for everything. He paid it all for us. And he paid that price, and that's what grace is. Matt talked about grace. Everything was under the law, and there had to be sacrifices every time we sinned. But the blood of Jesus released grace. There was not grace before Jesus. There had to be, if you messed up and you didn't make the right sacrifice, you were in trouble, right? The wrath of God was going to come upon you. And then he said, but I'm going to give you Jesus, who is full of grace. So I'm going to read to you guys in Romans, um, Romans 3.24. I'm just going to start there, and it says, They are made right with God by his grace. This is a free gift. They are made right with God, being made free from sin through Jesus Christ. God gave Jesus as a way to forgive people's sins through their faith in him. God can forgive them because the blood sacrifice of Jesus pays for their sins. God gave Jesus to show that he always does what is right and fair. Always. He was right in the past when he was patient and did not punish people for their sins. And in our own time, he still does what is right. God worked all this out in a way that allows him to judge people fairly and still make right any person who has faith in Jesus. Right, always, grace. You know, he said even, he, he he will fairly judge you And even if you've done everything wrong, he says, I can still make things right if you have the blood of Jesus. So no matter how many times we've messed up, no matter how far gone we've maybe lived our life, he says it doesn't matter. He said he can make anything right when you put your faith in Jesus. That's grace, right? Sometimes we want to give up on people when they're just like, they just aren't getting it. Can't you get it? You know, you feel like you're just hitting a brick wall. You ever feel like that? Like trying to, and we're like, I'm just done with that. God says, no, you know, I I sent Jesus and I can make anything right. So we have this grace and love and mercy that came with Jesus. Would you say that? That basically is Jesus. He's created, he is made up of those things. He is full of grace. He is full of love. He is full of mercy. And, and he was given to us when we didn't deserve it. 
gifts. We didn't earn it. We didn't do a good job before he gave to us. It was given to us before we even had the possibility of deserving it. So in basically, in other words, when I've messed up, when I've hurt people, um, when I took offense, when I got prideful, when I, when I sinned, all the things we as humans do, we tend to do some of those things, right? Um, he paid for that. He paid for th- all of that. That is what Jesus did. And we have to really understand Jesus isn't just a man who got off the cross and we go to heaven because of him. He paid for all the things that we have done and that we're probably going to do before he even had the certainty that we would, we would acknowledge him and accept that gift. Because we all shall fall short of the glory of God, don't we? Every single one of us. There is none right among us. Jesus is the only. And do you guys know that the, glor- the glory of God is heaven's standard? So without the glory of God, we cannot enter heaven. And we all fall short of the glory of that, so we have something that we need, right? We need Jesus because he covers us with that and we have the glory of God on us because we have Jesus living inside of us. And we need to have that understanding that God sent Jesus to cover us. He provided us grace when we fall short, which we will. He said, that's your covering. That is your admission ticket. Nothing you do can get you into heaven to be in the glory of heaven except Jesus. He paid for that. In Romans 3, 23 and 24, it says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by grace as a gift through the redemption that is Christ Jesus. It is a gift. It is a gift. We have to understand that it is a gift. We can't earn it. We can't go to church enough. We can't read our Bible enough. We can't even pray enough. It is a gift that he gave us that we have to accept. You know, it's freely. There, there was no... We didn't have to pay any price for that. It cost us zero. He just says, hey, you want this gift? I'm going to give you the opportunity to follow me. That's all. It didn't cost us anything. We got something out of it. We, got, we get to follow Jesus. We don't have to follow Jesus. We get to follow him. And he says, hey, follow these commands. Do these things. And he, we get to. But he never forces us because grace is always freely given. Um, and if you look, Jesus is never separated from grace. He always has a way to him. He always has a way back to him. He's never separate from it. He's not like, well, today I'm not offering grace. I'm not extending this, you know. It's my day off. It's Sundays. I'm resting. Sorry, not going to offer that. He doesn't do that, does he? No, no, he doesn't. John 1.16, it says, For from his fullness... We have all received grace upon grace. So when you feel like maybe you're not getting enough grace or you don't have enough to get through that next season, he says, oh, here's some more. He has fullness, overflowing. So when you feel like, man, I have used this up, he's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's not a cup, it's a faucet. Just turn it on, keep going, keep going. That's what he does. It's fullness. I love that Jesus is full of grace. He's full of it. He doesn't have a little bit. He doesn't run out. He doesn't have to say, oh, no, it's not like we do sometimes with our paychecks. Like, I got to wait till next week to do that. You know, oh, I'll, I'll cover you next week. He doesn't do that. 
He's full of, he is full of grace and he spoke truth. Because do you guys know that truth always leads us towards grace? Lies and deceit will lead you to the law of condemnation and sin. The truth will lead you towards grace in Jesus. That means whenever I'm tempted to speak the truth, I kind of have to take a moment, I have to address my soul and determine if it is equally motivated by grace. Because there is a lot of true things. I will say it again. It It means whenever I am tempted to speak the truth, I have to address my soul to determine if it is equally motivated by grace. Because I have a lot of true statements, but without grace, they will cause destruction. Right? I mean, your wife or husband gets a bad haircut, and you, you know, if you go up and say, that looks terrible, you're ugly. You might say, you know what, maybe you should try a new place. Put some grace on that, right? I mean, you don't want to just be like, you don't want to lie and be like, that looks great, keep going there. And then you're like, great, which one of us is going to wear a bag overhead? Either them so no one can see them or me so no one knows I'm with them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that is, you have to determine if it is equally motivated by grace when we say things. We can't just say them because they're true. I mean, we can definitely beat people up with facts. But that's not going to help them. That's not going to set them free. That is not going to put the blood of Jesus over them. That's not going to save them. You know, and some days we are full of grace. We're very gracious, right? You guys, have you guys had days where you're just like, you're just so kind, gracious, people can do the wrong thing. You're sitting in traffic and they're honking. They're like, oh, they're probably having a bad day. I just pray for them. Jesus, just be with them. And then the next thing you're like, I'm going to show you some of the parts of the body that God gave me. <laughs> you know, certain fingers, I don't know. I mean, right? Some days we're full of grace. Other days we're full of selfishness. Or self-righteousness. We don't like that one as much, right? Could be like, oh, selfishness. But that self-righteousness, some days we're full of that. And I want justice to be mine and not the Lord's. You guys, I struggle with that. I will tell you right. <laughs> Shh. Let me cover you with some grace. <sighs> um, that is that the way I was raised. Like, I want justice to be mine and God's like, well, um, I thought justice was mine. It says it in my word, <laughs> you know. But do you guys ever feel like that? Like, I know this is right, and I'm going to make this happen. You're so mad because these people are making bad decisions, and they should have done this, you know. I do a lot of repenting, and I'm sorry. I mean, if you ask my children, they probably, like, ask for forgiveness or sorry. Just, it doesn't even have to be towards them, just, like, things that I see. I'm like, I want that justice, and God's like, I'm bringing that, and that's my job. I didn't know that, you know, he didn't sublet that. <laughs> he doesn't do that, right? But we, we sometimes get in there. Sometimes we're full of grace. Sometimes we're not. But in James 4, 6, I love, it says, but he gives more grace. <laughs> so when I ran out, when I acted amok, y'all, I am the baby of a family. And not only that, my grandpa was the baby, which my mom was the baby. I'm the baby. And look at this right here. Yeah. Okay? The baby of the baby of the baby. I can run a good muck <laughs> up here, right? And you get away with it because you're the baby. 
So when I've run it that off and I've done this and I've run my mouth and I've run my actions out of control, he says, but he gives me more grace. That's a good thing. Like, if that's the only thing I can thank him for at the end of the day, because some days I'm like, Lord, let nobody that knows me see me today. (laughs) Because today is not a good day, right? When the Lord's like, you need to go back. I mean, how many times do I have to get out on the right side of the bed? There's only so many right sides. (laughs) It says, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So when we use it all up, when we go to God and say, God, I need you. I need you to direct my steps. I need you to tell me what's, I need you to speak to me. I need you to cover me in grace because I'm not doing a very good job of that right now. And I'm definitely not, if I'm not doing a good job of receiving that grace from you, I'm probably not doing a good job of extending the grace you gave me, right? So he said, so we have to be humble and go to him. We have to be humble. We have to say, I messed up, I messed up. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I'm sorry, I messed up. You know what? I apologize. Not just to people, but even to the Lord. Like, God, I'm sorry, I was not. I was justifying, and that was your job. And he says, great, now that you came to me humbly, here's some more grace. And he just saturates us in it. He is so full that when we need more, we can always access it. It's never empty. It's never at the bottom. That's what we need to understand. He is always full. It's that truth equally motivated by grace. If that's the only thing you get today, understand We all have opinions, we all have ideas, we all have truth that we get from things, but to equally motivate it by grace will will bring results in your life, if that's how I say it. You got a word, John? Come on, speak it. (laughs) Come on, that's good. God is enough even when we're stupid. Bring it. That's good. Come on. That's right. That's right. I love that pot thing. How can you have holes in your pot and still be full? That's grace. Thank you, John. That's a good word. See, that's what we do when we unwrap the gifts that God gave us when we share with the body. That's a good word. So it's your job to take it and receive it. We need that grace to cover when we get holes. I love that. So you can have all the facts. There are people that have, like, 
I'm gonna get you right here. Jordan has like a photographic memory, right? <laughs> I know this. <laughs> if you know Jordan, you know this. You know, he can have, I mean, not him, but any of us, we can have all the facts. Like someone for him, it's easy to know the facts. Like I'm probably, I, I don't know, remember dates and times and I can't remember 500 lines of code, you know? I don't even know what code really is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but just thinking about our lives, we are, there's times we've had the facts. We can prove it, right? I am right, and I can prove it. Mm. I grew up in a Catholic German family. Everybody had the facts, and everybody could prove it. <laughs> Oh, what, what do you call it, Matt, when, when people are arguing, but you use better words? You call it minister, what do you call it? Intense fellowship. <laughs> this, wasn't ex- this was extreme. It's like the MMA of fellowship. <laughs> okay, you know, so we can have all the facts. We can even have all the truth of God's word. We can literally just take his word and read it word for word. But if I forget to clothe it or cover it in grace, it will fall back under the law of condemnation and pain. You can take the word. I could stand up here and read the word of God word for word to you. But if I am not covering it with the blood of Jesus, with the grace, it can make you feel under pain or condemnation, or put us back under the law, like I have to, I have to read three chapters every day, or I have to, it will put you back under there if you don't cover it with grace. Right? We, I think sometimes we do that, like I better, re- I better keep reading. What is, oh, are you watching God? Yes, he's watching. <laughs> Not when you just think he's watching, he's watching all the time. And it will hurt people, and it will hurt you if we don't cover it with grace. So the truth can actually harm and hurt people if we do not cover it with grace. And I think we need to realize that. Because I've had a lot of truth and I've hurt a lot of people. But then there's other times I've had a lot of truth and I was like, Lord, give me some of that grace. I need it right now. And it's been able to, I've been able to partner with the Lord and set people free, Right? How many of you guys have got to do that? How many of you guys have got to partner with the Lord in setting someone free or leading someone to the kingdom? How many of you guys have done that? Yeah. If you haven't done that, then that's what we talked about this morning. That's what Jim said. That's what we talked about with that dream. That's what we're saying is it is your job to begin to do that. And it goes both ways. Without truth, grace doesn't work either. I just love everything. You know, like... Um, I just think, like, if someone is, like, robbing your house, are you like, they're just really good at that. Just got to love them. Just, oh, let me show you where where, where really expensive stuff is. Just love that you're just really taking initiative, being an entrepreneur here. Like, starting your own business, breaking in in the night. (laughs) But that's, we kind of do that. Like, God is love. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. Do you know what love looks like? Love is not passivity. Love is not just allowance. It goes both ways. 
So you can have grace, but if you don't put the truth to it, you can be giving a lot of grace to evil things, destructive things, right? So we need to think about grace and truth have to go together. You can't have one without the other. It won't work. We cannot, you know, we cannot pretend that when that strife and disagreement and sin doesn't exist. And sometimes if we just want to put grace on it, that's what we do. We don't want to talk about sin. We don't want to talk about, you know, disagreements or, or strife. Like we want to, oh, everything is just perfect. No, nobody's life is perfect. We had strong fellowship in our car on the way up to going to spend time hiking together yesterday. By the time we got, and we were so mad, like, mm, oh, I was just bad. And then by the time we got there, it was just like, Matt got out of the car. We, we got to the back of the car. We're getting our backpacks on to hike. And he just came up, and we just hug each other. And we just covered it with grace. How easy is that? We didn't pretend that that doesn't happen. Yes. Guess what? We are two totally different people. If you are married... You probably are completely different from your spouse. And if <laughs> you need grace, we need grace. We're not going to just pretend and make people le- believe that we just have this perfect life and we never get mad at each other. We never have a disagreement. We never sin. Yes, all of that stuff happens in our life. In every, guess what? If you're not sure, every single preacher, every single teacher, every single minister, every single evangelist that has walked this earth has had strife and disagreement and sin in their life. It's just, you might not notice it because they might just be better at covering it with grace and being quick to repent. So if you're wondering that, if you're like, well, why don't I see that? Because they have maybe figured out that if they cover it with grace before they say things, they don't have to go back and repent. And when they don't cover it with grace, if they are quick to put down their pride and cover it with repentance, man, they can go right back into right standing. They don't have to... take seasons of their life in this this bubble of pride and arrogance the love movement doesn't just you can't just love people yes we need love needs to be a backbone we need to have love needs to have a backbone i don't want jello love right we want we love needs to have a backbone And that's truth and grace. So yes, you have all the love. We, we, we love people. We treat people with respect and we do these things. But love needs to have a backbone and that is truth and grace. The longer we remove truth, the less we will be motivated by grace. Do you know that? So when we start to believe lies, the less we're going to be motivated by grace, the more we'll be harsh towards people will be cut dry. This is how it is. I'm right, you're wrong. You know, I think of them, we've seen the movie Matilda. I'm big, you're little. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm right, you're wrong. And she was a, she was a genius, you know what I mean? And, and that's what we'll do if we remove truth and we start believing lies. We'll be less motivated by grace and we'll be more motivated out of our knowledge and our opinions and our own justice. That's dangerous. We see that all over the place, don't we? We see people being like, this is my truth, and they're motivated by their opinions or their idea of justice or, or all the books they've read. 
Well, the one word from God will supersede every bit of knowledge that you have ever obtained in your entire life, can it? And so we need to get back and realize that's what grace does. It is great. I want you to get some knowledge, read things. I'm not saying, like, we stop reading. You know, it's okay to have opinions. It's okay to discuss things. That's good. We should. You know, and it's okay to want justice. Just make sure it's God's justice and not our justice. But when we apply truth with grace, people will be set free. Do you guys understand? People will be set free. We're able to be... It says rejoice in truth. If you want rejoicing, you have to bring truth. If you want freedom, you have to bring Jesus, which he carries grace, right? You want rejoicing and to be free? Do you want to rejoice because you're free? You need them together. I mean, it's really basic math, you guys. I know I'm not, a, I'm not great in math, and I can get, you know, one plus one, boom. <sighs> So we, we got to look at this and say we got to put these together. <coughs> and I think the hard part that we sometimes as we're walking through our lives is not everybody wants to hear the truth, right? Even if you put it with grace. <laughs> you know, not everyone wants to hear the truth. You ever have your kids when they were little and you're trying to tell them something, you're not mad at them, and la, 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 I don't hear you. Right? I've tried that with God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm giving you. I mean, I mean, you can if you want, but it doesn't work out well for you. It works out great for the Lord, um, because He just keeps going around the mountain. He's like, man, this is. <laughs> you do you like the scenery here? <laughs> um, no, but it's it's not our job to make everyone believe the truth. It's okay. It's okay. You know what is your job? It's your job to access the presence of God so your interactions are covered and saturated with grace and truth. That is your job. So it's not your job to make them believe the truth. It's not your job to shove it down their throat. It is not our job to provoke people to wrath. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that for a long time. (laughs) It's not our job to provoke people to wrath and just, you know, pick at them, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about because I'm pretty sure everyone has done that. You have someone that you have, you have been the stick poking the bear. You know they're having a bad day and you're like, hee, hee, If you have siblings, I guarantee you've done that. The problem is it's always us younger, littler siblings that seem to have the stick and then we realize, oh, there's a bear on the other side. <laughs> We're like, yeah, this is fun. No. It's not our job to provoke people to wrath. That's not going to... That's not going to open the door for them to see Jesus, is it? Like, I'm just going to force you to accept Jesus. Oh, that's going to work out real. When in the, in the history of humanity has force ever worked? I'm going to force you to accept Jesus in your heart. You may break people's bodies. You may break their souls, but you cannot control their spirit. It has to be freely given. If you want to be right or justified, oh, this is really. If you want to be right or justified, then maybe being a follower of Christ is not really what you really want. And that's hard to hear, isn't it? 
If we really just want to be right or we just want to be justified, then maybe being a follower of Christ is not really what we want in our life. Because that's not what, you know what? God is the only justifier. Jesus is right, it's not us. We are to follow. We're to follow what he is doing, not make our own way and decide. We are followers. Get back to the root of who is the justifier. That is God. There is one God, and it's not us. So we got to speak that truth with love, you know, and we got to act in truth with love. And then you'll be extending that grace wherever you go. So if we're speaking the truth with love and our actions are doing that with love, then we will, it will be easy for us to extend grace to people, the grace that we have, because we're going to continually be being full of grace because we're going to get our, our grace from Jesus, who's always full. And like John said about the pot, even when we're broken, it's still full. You're like, How? there is like a hundred holes in here and this pot's still full. I mean, that's pretty awesome, you know? Because if you guys ever had something like it has a small hole and it seems like it's gone immediately, how is that possible? Because that's what grace does. Because we may be right in the wrong season. Y'all ever been there? Someone doesn't have ears to hear right here the word, you are exact, you are right, you are justified in it, but if it is the wrong season, you're not going to get anywhere. So you may be right in the wrong season. You may have 100% of the facts on your side. Think about, there's times when people are sick and they say, you're going to die, God heals them. They had 100% of the facts. Every single thing said, this is going to happen, and it didn't. So it doesn't matter. I mean, facts matter. But I'm saying is, you may have that on your side, but without grace, what good is it? What good is being the smartest person in the room if there's not grace? Because without grace, it just makes you a fool. So you might be the smartest person in hell. I don't know. I mean, if that's your goal, is to be the smartest person, or, or to be right, or to be the justifier, there's not going to be two gods, and there's not going to be two kings. So if you want to be king, or you think that you know better than God, there's not a place in heaven for that. That was a little rough, sorry. I'm going to cover that with grace, because Jesus is a good king. We don't need another king. We don't need to separate. He's not an oppressor. He doesn't do that. So there's no reason to want another king. Because I love this. Grace is getting what Jesus deserved and not getting what we deserved. We get everything that Jesus deserved and did not get. He had to be separated from God. He had to be broken. He had to be mocked. He had to be humiliated. He had to go through every pain, discomfort. I mean, because we don't even like discomfort, do we? Irritation. I mean, we, we lose it over irritation. It just irritates me. <laughs> right? Getting what Jesus deserved. 
all of that grace, what Jesus deserved when he walked the earth. We got all of that. I cannot say that my thoughts, my actions, or my words are 100% righteous. I don't think anybody can. But God gave us Jesus so that we can receive grace. And I am thankful. So if you are struggling with grace, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I just, I feel like I'm never good enough. Then you need to accept Jesus. You need to say, Jesus, I want you. Because that's where it's coming from. If you continually struggle from that, if you come to church week after week, if you, you know, wake up day after day and you're praying and you're like, I still don't have this grace and I can't extend it to others because I don't have this, because then maybe you're missing the key part, which is Jesus. You may have all the parts of going to church. You may have all the parts of reading your Bible. You may have all the parts. It even says that those who didn't even know the Lord could prophesy. Jesus. It is simple. Romans tells you all you have to do is confess in your mouth, Jesus, I want you. I want you because me without you is... Okay? Right? You can do that. If you're like, I don't know if I can do that. There's a lot of people in here that can help you. We can help you. You can stand up and shout it. You can, you can go to your closet and say, Lord, I want you. He doesn't matter where you are. You could be driving home today and say, you know what? I really need you. I need grace in my life. And you can say, you can cry out to Jesus and he'll say, yeah, I want you too. There's, not, there's no place on earth that is the right place to do that. There's no time that is the right time. Every moment is, any moment is the right time. He has planned, pre-planned ahead that any moment that you accept him in your life is the right moment. Because that's right, because he is right. He, all goodness and righteousness is in him. So every moment with him is the right moment. Because he will give us, we can receive all the grace we need. You know, able to think about, extend towards others in our lives. All of that comes through, you know, the grace that Jesus releases in our life. So what we need to do is be extenders of grace. So we receive that. If you are sitting here, if you're sitting in this room, or you are listening to this, you know, through our podcast, if you know Jesus, if you have accepted him into your life and say, you know what, he died on the cross for me, for my sins, if you are sitting here right now, that means that now you have that grace, you are full of grace which means you have the ability to extend it to those who have not yet had the opportunity to meet Jesus. Your everyday walking about, your working, all of those things is how you're extending that so that people can be introduced to Jesus, who is our King and our Savior and the Prince of Peace. So that is what we need to do with grace. We are Christians, right? Would you say we're Christians? That means we're little Christ. What do little, you know, little kids, little Christ, that means we're following him. We're following what he's doing. We're not going off whatever way we want. We're not putting our own justice. We are following, we, we, we serve Christ, we're following him. Wherever he goes, that's where we go. If he doesn't go to the left, we don't go to the left. If he doesn't go to the right, we don't go to the right. We go where he goes because where he is, grace covers every situation. So as long as you stay under that covering of Jesus, 
you always have access to grace. And when you're feeling like you don't, you need to run back to who? Jesus. That's what we need to realize is we can learn all of these things in church, we can grow, but we have to realize our foundation is the blood of Jesus. He paid for everything. All knowledge, all wisdom, all peace, all grace, all truth is in him, and we have to take it back to him. I mean, you don't have to be there like, I'm at work, and oh, hold on, everybody, we got to stop working. I got I to call on Jesus. No, you just take it right there and say, God, what do you want to do? You're in your spirit talking to him, say, okay, Jesus, how would you cover this situation? Because I'm not going to be a doormat. I'm not going to let people mistreat me. God would not, he does not want his people to be mistreated either. How do, I do, how do I cover this with grace and speak the truth? And you know what the Lord does that? He gives you um, how to do that. 